Welcome back, Bridge of Faith. We're so glad to have you here. Um, before we get on to the message, I have a couple of announcements. First thing is that we have our tithes and offering that's still up online through Venmo. And again, if that's not a feasible option for you, you can still drop off your tithe um, through the mail slot at the church. Pastor Mike and I are still here at the building uh, during office hours. Um, the second announcement I have is just a reminder that the last Sunday of the year is our free will offering. This is our annual um, offering where um, it goes beyond our tithes and offering. It just goes, um, you just pray whatever amount that is, um, asking God um, what is a good amount to give, you know, or what you just feel on your heart to give that will sow into the ministry of God and into his kingdom. And um, yeah, so that's going to be the last Sunday of December. Uh, The third and final announcement I have is our worship night. And this is such an exciting event because this is our very last event of 2020 um, as we transition into the new year. Praise God. And so um, we just want to end the year out in worship. You know, no matter the circumstances, whether it's high, low, um, whether it has been a great year or a terrible year for like a lot of us, um, God is so worthy of our worship. And so we're going to come together um, for one more night before we close out the year on December 29th, which is the last Tuesday of the year. It will be outdoors at 7 p.m. So we hope to see you there. All right. Take care and God bless and enjoy the service. Welcome, everyone, to the Bridge of Faith podcast. We are so glad you're listening today. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by today's message. God bless. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for tuning online today. You know, back in 2009, the Millennium Tower was finished uh, being built in San Francisco. And it was the tallest residential building in the entire city. This was an immaculate, beautiful building, and it won numerous awards. In fact, a unit would sell for millions of dollars. There were some celebrities that lived there. I mean, this place was incredible. But then, in 2016, residents were informed that this building was sinking. That's right. This actual beautiful building was sinking down into the ground. And it was sinking because the foundation of this building was actually built upon deep, dense sand. That's right, sand instead of bedrock. So now this building is sinking, and in 2018, the building has sunk 18 inches into the ground. And not only that, it had sunk 18 inches into the ground and then started leaning to one side by 14 inches Then also in 2018, residents started to hear this cracking and popping sound in the building. And the next day, a resident living on the 36 corner unit, he woke up to find this huge crack going along one side of his entire home across this huge window. These windows were built to withstand hurricane force winds. But yet it had this huge crack in it because of, the, because of the foundation it was built upon because it was, you know, sunk 18 inches and then leaning over 14 inches. And now the company has decided to, you know, fix this problem by spending $100 million. All of this because of the foundation that this building was on. Because the foundation was built upon sand instead of the rock. You know, 
in our lives today, all of us, we are being built upon a foundation. All of us, we are built upon a foundation. Scripture gives some wise advice to parents out there. In Proverbs 22.6, it says this, Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So basically, it's saying, you know, show this child, uh, uh, give them a solid foundation to build their life upon. And when that child is older, they will not be, you know, sinking. They will not be leaning. They will not have to spend millions of dollars to fix themselves. Today on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is going to teach a lesson here of two builders, Two builders that's going to build the same structure and that they're going to build that structure on a certain foundation. But there's going to be a consequence for what foundation they chose to build that structure upon. And in this final lesson that Jesus is going to give on the Sermon on the Mount, he is going to beckon all of us, beckon all of us to make a decision. He's going to beckon all of us to first, first to realize where have we built today? Where have we built our foundation? And then he's going to ask us to say, where do you want to build your foundation from this point forward? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you so much. We thank you for today. And I just ask God that you will reveal to all of us, God, reveal to all of us through your word, God, where have we built the foundation of our lives? And God, help us to build the foundation upon the rock. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go to our main passage today. It's going to be in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Jesus says these words. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Now, let's break this down, okay? The first thing that we want to notice in this passage is that there are two builders, all right? There is a wise builder and a foolish builder. All of us, everyone, we are one of these two. We are either a wise builder or we are a foolish builder. And they're building the same thing. Both of these builders are building a house. So from the outside, everyone looking in, these places look exactly the same on the outside. Nobody would know what foundation their buildings were built upon except for them. No one else would know. And so it's kind of like us today. You know, we have people that are, you know, going to church, people that are, you know, saying that they're Christians, that they're followers of Jesus, but only they know, only you know what your foundation is built upon. The second thing that we want to notice here in this passage of Scripture is that there's only one thing that proves what foundation these builders have, and that is storms. Storms is the only thing that's going to prove what foundation each builder built their house upon. 
Scripture said that, you know, the rains fell, floods came, and the wind beat against the house. In 2020, this has been a year of storms for sure. It has been a year of storms. And, you know, Scripture says that, you know, that, that whether you're righteous or unrighteous, rain is going to fall on you. And so in this piece of scripture, whether you're a wise builder or a foolish builder, the rain beat against that house. The rain beat against that house. But what it is going to happen is that the storms is going to reveal who has been wise. The storms going to reveal who has been foolish. The storms are going to reveal what foundations you have built your life upon. And you know, that's a good thing about storms. That's a good thing. Storms reveal what foundations we have. That's a good thing. You know, what uh, makes me admire the, the godly men and women in the Bible is this. It's not, you know, what all the good things that they did and all the accomplishments that they made. But what makes me admire these people in the Bible is the fact that they chose to be godly men and godly women despite all the difficulties that they experience is that they still chose to be a godly man and a godly woman. Take, for example, King David. What makes me admire King David is not the fact that, you know, he won all these victories and he became king and he led Israel. What makes me admire King David is the fact that he spent a good part of his life on the run, hiding in the back of caves. The fact that he made huge mistakes, but yet he always got back up and followed after God. That's what makes me admire him. Take Paul. You know, what makes me admire Paul is not that, you know, God used him to write most of the New Testament. But what makes me admire Paul is that this guy, I mean, he faced beatings, imprisonments, shipwrecks. He was bit by a snake. But yet he would always get up and follow after God. Take Ruth. What makes me admire Ruth is not the fact that, you know, she found the love of her life and then lived happily ever after. But what makes me admire Ruth is that she lost everything. She lost everything. She had to move to a foreign land, yet she still maintained her integrity and continued to honor God through it all. You see, these people who were godly men and godly women, they faced storms. Just because we say yes to Jesus, that doesn't mean that, okay, because you said yes to Jesus, guess what? That means that you will no longer face any storms in your life. No. What's going to happen is it's going to reveal what foundations you have. And what's going to happen once those are revealed is that now we're going to realize, are you going to crumble or are you going to stand? And that's what happens when these storms hit our lives, is that either we're going to crumble, we're going to go and, and run to addictions, we're going to run to isolation, we're going to run to just, just falling in this pit of despair, or we're going to realize, man, thank you that I have been built upon the rock. Thank you that I said yes to Jesus, that I have done the best I can to, to just to live a life to honor him. Because now, even though I'm facing these storms, I, I haven't fallen. I know that God is with me. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to face storms, but it means that God is going to be with me through the storms. You know, James writes in James chapter 1, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. 
Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, these storms that we have faced, especially in 2020, we don't have to be bitter. We don't have to be upset. We don't have to question God and say, God, what are you doing here? Why is all this happening to me? But we can be thankful because God is trying to reveal what foundations we have. Even if we have had the wrong foundations and we have been crumbling, he's trying to reveal before it gets too late. Because if you remember, Paul wrote that we looked at last week, there is going to come a day that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And Jesus is trying to have us go through these storms, reveal our foundation so that it won't be revealed to us when it's too late. But he's trying to reveal it right now to say, hey, this is your wake-up call. This is your wake-up call that you have built your life upon the wrong foundations, that you've had the wrong values, that you have had the wrong priorities. Make me first. Make me the centerpiece of your life. Build your life upon me, and I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you, no matter what storm you face. Let's make that decision today. The third thing that we want to notice from this passage is, you know, what was it that made these builders wise or foolish? Because Jesus says that both of these builders, they hear his words. Both of them, they heard the words of Jesus. But yet it says that one becomes wise and one becomes foolish. And why is that? Well, you see in verse 24 it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So the wise man, he heard the words of Jesus and then he acted upon them. He did something about with what he heard. And the foolish man, he heard the words of Jesus just like the wise man, but the foolish man didn't do anything with what he heard from Jesus. And that is, is what had him build his life upon the sand and when the storms of life came, he crumbled. So how does anyone build a foundation, right? If you were given a task to go build something today, you build it by actually doing it, right? Say that you wanted to, you know, get in shape and, and uh, you wanted to get a gym membership. And so you go buy that gym membership. But if you don't actually do something about it, then nothing's going to change. If we don't actually decide to, you know, not eat this and eat that, not drink this and drink that, not sit on the couch all day watching TV, but get up and go for a walk or, or go to the gym and actually exercise. We, 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 we build a foundation by actually doing something about it. And that's what Jesus is trying to teach. You know, there's so many people that hear the words of Jesus and some decide not to do anything about it, but continue to live life by their own terms. Wanting just to please themselves, wanting to do, you know, please other people, please their family. And he's saying that if you do that, storms are going to come and you're going to crumble. But if you choose to build your life upon me, upon Jesus, upon the rock, and, and then actually, you know, do things to actually build your life on me, then storms are going to come and you're going to stand through those storms because you're standing with me. So the question is, you know, where have you been spending your time? What has been occupying your thoughts lately? James writes in chapter 1, verse 22, he says this, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. 
For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in all his doing. Now, the danger in this is that we could hear this and say, okay, well, then that means that my works will get me into heaven because I have to do something. But we know that the basis of our salvation is not based upon our works, but that we know that we are saved by faith through the grace of God alone. But the next question is, if we are saved by faith, by the grace of God, well, then what are we doing with this incredible gift that we have been given? What are we doing by this incredible, amazing grace of God upon our lives? I'll be concluding here today. Here are some practical applications of things that we can do to build our life upon the rock. Number one, make the decision to ask Jesus into our hearts, to make him the Lord and Savior of our life. This is the first and the most important thing that we can do to build our life upon the rock. That's where it all starts at. That is the beginning of our, of, of our foundation. The second thing that we can do is spend time with the Father. Start spending time with the Father. I know that we are busy. I know that we have things to do. We have bills to pay. We have family to, to, to take care of. But the most important thing that we can do with our time is spending time with the Father. It's to open up the Word and read from it. It's to spend time in prayer. You know, building a foundation, it takes time. It is built through time. It's not just saying, you know, Jesus Come into my life. All right, now I have a foundation, and it doesn't matter what comes my way, I'm going to be fine. No. Building a foundation upon the rock, it takes time. It takes time of making sacrifices, saying, you know what? I'm going to not be on social media for 10 minutes so that I can open up the word of God and spend time with him today. Making those small sacrifices every day, that is what builds our life upon the rock so that when those storms come, we're going to be able to stand through those storms. The third thing that we can do is get in community. Get in community. You know, it is hard to build a foundation all by yourself. It is hard to build a foundation if you're the only one doing it. This is why we need to be involved in church. That means, you know, we need to do the best we can to, 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 to find a small group out there and meet together. Do the best we can to meet one-on-one -on -one with someone to discuss the deep things about God. You know, Scripture tells us, you know, that two is better than one. If one falls, then he has someone there to pick him up. But pity the person who doesn't have anyone there to pick him up. Scripture tells us to help carry each other burdens. And when we do this, we help fulfill the law of Christ. And you know, just to be honest, if it wasn't for community, I would not be here today. If it wasn't for community, I would not be here today, that is for sure. If it wasn't for my wife to have someone just to talk to about God with, if it wasn't for Pastor Phil, Pastor Larry, other godly men and women that God has put in my life, I would not be here today if it wasn't for community. So find someone out there that's going to help you build that foundation.
And the final thing that we can do, the fourth thing, is don't give up. Don't give up on building that foundation. Building a foundation is not easy. It's not easy work. Again, it's not just snapping the fingers and then all of a sudden, you know, I have this foundation, storm is going to come, but I'm going to be fine. It's not that easy, but it comes again by making sacrifices every day. By every day deciding that I'm going to pick up my cross, that, I, that I'm going to say no to the things of this world and yes to the things of God and, and that I'm, I'm going to do the best I can to follow after him. It's about not giving up. Setbacks will come. Delays will come. Mess ups will come. But it's about deciding to get back up and say, you know what? Yes, I have messed up. I have sinned. But I am not going to give up. I am not going to give up. Scripture says, though a righteous man falls seven times, yet he gets back up again. Today, God is telling you, listening right now, watching right now, just to get back up. Just don't give up. You might feel like a failure. You might feel like, man, it's like this is my a millionth time messing up and turning my back on God. But God hasn't left you yet. All we have to do is say, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. And I'm not going to give up. But give me the strength to keep on following you. Galatians 6.9 says this. If we do not grow weary in doing good, if we do not grow weary in building that foundation upon the rock, then we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Don't give up today. You know, the Sermon on the Mount, as we come to a conclusion on it, the Sermon on the Mount, it ends with another radical choice for all of us to make. You know, most of the Sermon on the Mount, all of Jesus' teachings, it's been about making that choice, right? Make that choice. And again, today, he concludes it by wanting us to make a radical choice. And basically, it comes down to this. To look like this world or to look like Jesus. To live a life that's going to look like this world, just wanting to please this world or wanting to look like Jesus and live a life to please Jesus. To live a life that's going to be built on sand, that's going to, you know, maybe feel good in the moment, but when those storms come in life, we're going to fail. We're going to crumble. Or decide, you know what? I am going to pick up my cross. I am going to choose to make some sacrifices in my life because I know that if I choose to build upon the rock, yeah, maybe it won't be easy all the times, but you know what? When those storms come, I know that I have someone to be with me through those storms, that God is going to walk beside me, that he's never going to leave me no matter what. You know, the beauty in this foundation the beauty of us choosing to build our foundation upon the rock is that Jesus has done all the hard work for us already. Jesus has done all the hard work for us already. It's like, you know, us knowing that, oh man, tomorrow I have to build that foundation, like actually build a real foundation and then getting up, going to that work site just to find out that, wow, this huge hole has been dug already. Oh, wow. The cement has been mixed already and poured already. Jesus has done all the work for us by choosing to die on the cross for our sins. He's done all the hard work for us in building that foundation so that all we got to do now is say yes to him. Say yes to him and say, yes, I am going to do the best I can to live a life of obedience. 
to hear your word and do something about it, to make choices to say, yes, I'm going to get up early to read my word today, to talk to you in prayer today. I'm going to find a, just, a, just a group of people to, a, to a meet with today, to just to grow in you, to make those choices. All we got to do is say yes to him and do our best to walk in obedience. And Jesus has done all the hard work for us already. And then also the beautiful thing about the gospel, and it's the gospel story, is that maybe right now you're listening in and you're saying, you know what? I built my life upon the sand. And how do I know that? Well, it's because, you know, whenever storms have come, whenever things have got difficult in life, I've gone back to my addictions. Whenever things have gotten difficult in life, I've gone back to the old me. So maybe you're sitting there today realizing that. And the beautiful thing about the gospel is that God isn't there saying, okay, well, you better start digging. You better start getting your life ready then. God is sitting there saying, you know what? I sent my son Jesus to die for you because I love you that much. That all you got to do today, even if you lived your whole life on the wrong foundation, all you got to do today right now is say, you know what? I want to make that switch. I want to make that switch and all it does is by starting to say, God, I give you my life. Maybe it's a rededication to say, God, I am rededicating my heart to you again. Forgive me of my sins. I repent. Help me to not go back to my old self, but to live a life to honor you, to live that countercultural Christianity. And man, he's going to give you his spirit so that you have the strength to do that. And now it's up to us to get in that word. It's up to us to find community. Don't do it alone. But let's choose today to build our foundation upon the rock so that no matter what comes in the rest of 2020 or going into the new year, no matter what comes, you're going to have someone to be there with you through it all who's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. He's going to be there to help carry you through anything you face in life. And that is building a foundation on the rock. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus, for loving us so much to send your son Jesus to die for our sins. We deserve to, to, to be the one to dig those holes, to actually build those foundations. But you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus so that that foundation is built already and all we have to do is say yes. So if you're listening in, and, and that you've never said yes to Jesus before, to make him the Lord and Savior of your life. Repeat this prayer right where you are after me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you have died for my sins on the cross. And I believe that you have defeated death from the grave. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I repent and help me to live a life to honor you to live a life that is built upon the rock. And if you're out there today and then you're saying, I want to rededicate, then go ahead and then say this. Say, God, I just want to rededicate my life to you today. I have built my life on the sand, but I want to build it on the rock from now on. Heavenly Father, be with everyone listening in, tuning in today. Let them know that you are for them, that you love them, and that all you want to do is be there with them to help live a life, to honor you, God. So help us to do that. Help us to finish this year. Help us to go into the new year saying, you know what? I'm going to choose to build a life on the rock. I am, I am not going to only hear your words, but, I, but I'm going to act upon what I hear. 
and I'm going to choose to spend time with you. I'm going to choose to be a part of the church. I'm going to choose to find community. I'm going to choose to never give up. Never give up from going after you. Thank you so much, Lord God, that we can do it by your spirit living in us. Bless everyone tuning in today. Thank you so much for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you guys.